Okay, so hello everybody. My name is Jennifer and I'm kind of sort of trying this out. I wanted to make some awareness to some health issues that are not fully brought to people's attention. One of them being PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's something that very few women in this world goes through, but there are a lot that goes through it. And I am one myself that is going through it. And I think that it should be some type of awareness that is brought to this more front so so that people can know what it is that's going on. With this disease, it's a hormone-based disease. And it's a very traumatizing hormone-based disease because it can possibly cause you infertility problems. And a lot of people don't know the symptoms or they're not aware of the symptoms. And I've went with this disease for quite a long time and was not diagnosed until 2010. 2011 after moving to all two different states at the time I found out I was in my third state which is North Carolina when I found out a little fact about me I'm born in New Jersey I spent majority of my life in Baltimore Maryland my roots come from South Carolina that's where a majority of both mother and father side of the family came from in the southern areas. I think when I first started realizing something was wrong with me, I was a teenager. I think I was like 14 or 15. And it was my period that was giving me signs. I went on for years having problems with my menstrual cycle, being extremely heavy, extremely painful, extremely discomforting, where I would go to school one day and I would leave early that day and wouldn't come to school the next day because I was in so much pain. Then there's the grits. Being an adult, when I found out what was really going on with me, and I was in a serious relationship, I was engaged to my ex-husband, we was exploring the options of wanting to have a family of our own, and I couldn't figure out, okay, what is going on. Now, throughout the years, there have been time when I had my menstrual, and... I think the longest it stayed on was like three months. And that's because I had went like six or seven months without one. I'm now at the age of 37. Soon to be 38. I do not have any kids. I came to the understanding and the realization that that just was not in the cars for me.
But at the same time, I'm not going to deal with the aspect of going through the drama and the pain of having a menstrual. So I made up in my mind to have a hysterectomy. It's not scheduled yet due to the situation with the COVID-19, but I have started some of the processes, which is taking my tests to make sure that there was no type of endometriosis, no cervical cancer or anything like that. I did get my test results back and those are clear and I can proceed to the next step, but I cannot until COVID-19 is through. Um, right now, so that I don't have a period, I'm back on depot. The only thing that kind of regulates to make you have a regular period is birth control. And I cannot do the pills. I've been on just about every birth control pill that there is. And it made me sick. No matter what time of the day I took it, I will be sick the whole entire day. Um... I feel like people that don't have PCOS does not understand the side effects. Being that it's a hormone-based issue, it also tends to make you insulin resistant. And the gist of it is every female is supposed to have a percentage of male hormones in their body. But that male hormone is not supposed to exceed your female hormone. So with PCOS, which is a inherited genetic disease that comes from somewhere in my family, I'm not exactly sure who it is, either my mother or my father's side, I don't know. So I can't pinpoint where I got it from. But it caused you to lose your hair thins out. Some process or some people have lost hair. You have obsessive hair facially. Some people embrace it and let it grow. And some either wax or shave or do laser. Um, it makes it complicated and hard for you to just go to the gym and lose weight. Because your metabolism is not working as it should. It's like your hormones are shutting down everything that essentially supposed to work to make you healthy. So you're, you're insulin resistant. Your metabolism is not doing what it's supposed to do. You're storing a lot of fat in, in your stomach area. You get dark spots on certain parts of your bodies. I have it like the back, the lower part of my back, around my stomach. Some people I've known have had it around their neck, elbows, knees, back of the knees. And it kind of makes you think it's eczema in a sense, but it's not really that. Um, I've been on metformin off and on since I have got my diagnosis in 2010-2011. Even though metformin is a medication that is typically for people that is diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, it's been known that there's something inside of the medication that helps people who have PCOS. 
So I've been taking that. Um, originally started with taking it 500 milligrams, which is one pill. I have moved up to where I took it two times a day, which is a thousand. I think the highest dose I had was 2000 um, milligrams a day where I was taking two during the daytime and two at night. Um, now that I'm back in Maryland, my endocrinologist has me taking it two times a day. She wants me to up it to where I take it once in the daytime and two times at night. I have tried that, but I had to bring the doses back to just twice a day because I started feeling very sick to my stomach taking it at 1500 milligrams. Um, I've contemplated doing weight loss surgery and that was like my last resort. I have made appointments to speak to the bariatric team as to what is my options and get a clear understanding and I have backed out of them because it's like to a sense I wanted to do this do the surgery and it's like I really don't want to do the surgery because there are so many risks with having weight loss surgery just as well as with any other surgery but there are some major risks with having weight loss surgery. I have done a lot of research on all of this. I've been weighing my options on all of this. So I know a lot of people that took Depo said one of the side effects for them with their Depo was that it made them gain weight. With me being on Depo, excuse me, this is my second go round on Depo. Um, I get my second shot. Tuesday, in fact. The first time I was on Depo, I lost 65 pounds being on Depo and taking my metformin and doing some light walking around, changing my eating habits. Now that I'm back on Depo, I'm starting to cut a lot of stuff out. So I'm lessening my intakes on sugar stuff like sodas, snacks. Most of the times I'm drinking water or olive oil juice and it's the fruit of the earth olive oil juice brand that i'm drinking i purchased it from walmart or possibly start purchasing it from amazon um i use that as a way to not drink soda when i get tired of constantly consuming water Although doctors tell you to drink a lot of water because my endocrinologist basically put it like I don't need to drink anything that got calories in it. And that's basically just water. With olive oil juice, it does not have no calories in it. The fruit of the earth. And I drank that. When I first started drinking it, I think I was drinking it for like three months. And when I went back and was getting my levels retested for everything like um, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes testing, all those workouts. it In the beginning, before I started drinking it, I was pre-diabetic. When I started drinking it for those three months and went back and had my testing retested, 
my doctor was like, I don't know what it is that you're doing, but you need to continue to do it because you were a pre-diabetic three months ago and now you're not. At this current stage, it was brought to my attention that I have diabetes now. So I got back on drinking my olive oil juice. When I'm at work, it's either a mixture of water or olive oil juice that I'm only drinking. When I'm at home, it's normally just water or occasionally olive oil juice, depending on how many jugs I have. So I will have a jug at work and I will have a jug at home. So now I have to re-up because I have to buy some more and it's not convenient to get to Walmart. So I think I'm going to start purchasing it from Amazon, which is way more than what it is when I was buying it from Walmart. Walmart is like $6.44 versus on Amazon, one jug is probably $14, $15, and $20 and up, depending on the person who's selling it. But I decided that if I can get it from somebody where they're doing like six jugs for like $35 to $50 some dollars, then I'll just do that Whether versus buying one jug for like $14 some odd dollars. So this is more so what my podcast is going to be about is bringing awareness to help other people. Well, I'm not other people, but other females that is going through what I'm dealing with. Maybe it can help someone. They can know the symptoms or it can help, if not that person, someone in their family that they're possibly going through the same thing I went through. Some of the signs that you want to look for with somebody that possibly has PCOS is their periods if they're going constantly they're not on nothing like no birth control whatsoever and they have an irregular period like they're going months without having one and then when it does come on it's extremely heavy it's extremely painful it's a slim possibility that they may have it and they want to go talk to their primary care doctor or get a referral and see someone that specialized in PCOS, which is an endocrinologist. I had to Google and find a doctor that specialized in that disease to help me understand that disease more and to see how I can reverse it. The main key of reversing PCOS is the weight loss. And I don't necessarily think that's 100% true because I have seen females that is small, kind of healthy in a sense. They're not overweight and they have PCOS. PCOS do not just trigger females that's overweight. Females that's small and underweight or at their target weight are dealing with PCOS. But their problems is not more extreme as an overweight person. And once you're an overweight person... And because you have PCOS, it's not easy as family members may say, eat less, work out, go to the gym. Because I've done it all. I changed my eating habits. I've done detox plans. I done work out for like seven days. I've lost some weight. And then if the slightest chance that you stop or you ease up, that weight comes back and or it come back more. 
the 65 pounds that I lost a couple of years ago, they done came back. So it's not a permanent solution unless you're just going to be in the gym every day, all day. You're going to stick to that eating healthy diet. You're not going to be eating anything sweet, sugary, high corn um, syrup, all that soda, juices, cake, chips, ice cream, all that stuff. You will have to cut all of that out. You have to change your whole lifestyle, your whole eating habits. And the only thing that helps me is not somebody telling me drink water all the time, drink water all the time. I have to have something else that when I get sick of drinking water, I have a backup plan. And if I don't have anything else to pull me in as a backup plan, I'm going to resort back to drinking soda, drinking juices. So the olive oil juice is that for me because it gives you a taste of like, if you get the wild berry kind, I don't like the original. If you get the wild berry kind, it gives you a sense of you're drinking something flavorful, flavorable, but it doesn't have all those other ingredients that you don't need. So it's basically like consuming water, but it gives you a little taste. And I don't like doing the the little packets like crystal light or the liquid stuff to add to your water to give it some flavor. So olive oil juice has been my friend. It's helping me to not only get my life back together it's helping me to get all this extra stuff out of my system is my go-to so i don't resort to going back to snacking sodas juices and none of that stuff so i want to take y'all on this journey because i'm still planning on getting my hysterectomy i just want people to know that you're not alone if you're going through PCOS or think you're possibly going through PCOS, you're not by yourself. There's other people out there that's going through it with you. A lot of, and the insensitive part about it is the family members that don't have it, that don't understand. That boyfriend, fiance, or husband that wants a baby and don't understand why you can't give them a baby. I've been through all of that. I've lost relationships due to me having PCOS. It's not something I asked for. It was something that was inherited in me from my genes. And here it is. I didn't go and say, hey, I want this. I always wanted to be a mom. But I see now that it's not in the cards for me. I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 in a couple of years. I'm not trying to push out anybody babies after 40. At that time, that's just the time if I'm with someone, we're together, we're engaged or we're married, that we're living life and we're traveling and we're happy and we're doing what we want to do. And plus, I'm comfortable in the zone of when I decide that I want to go out of town, I don't have to look for a babysitter. I can just go. When me and my sister playing trips, I just go. If I have the time to cover me to go, I go. So it's not that I'm being selfish. It's my body's not working for me to have a child right now. And I'm fine with that. I accepted that. I accepted the cards that God gave me. And I'm clearly fine with that. So 
This is podcast number one. This is one of the first battles that we're going to tackle, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. There's others that I do want to talk about, and there's some that's on a very high, serious nature. Molestation, mental health. So if you're wanting to understand and you're wanting to get some insights into other people's stories or insights into other people's life, tune in and sit back, relax, because this is where you're going to get some information. So as of right now, everyone have a good evening. Happy Easter. I hope y'all enjoying your family through during this quarantine stage with COVID-19. Be safe in whatever it is you do today or next week. If you're able to work and you're working from home like myself, it's a blessing from God to be able to have that option to be able to work at home and still have an income coming in because some people do not. To all my essential workers, including my big sister, I appreciate you for everything it is that you're doing because you're putting your life on the line to service and help people that do not have COVID that's in the hospital or they do have COVID and they're in the hospital or you're working in the nursing home with elders and people that are not elders and they're disabled or rehabilitation centers and you're helping them and some have COVID and some do not. You're you're putting your life on the line every day. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I couldn't thank you enough. Some places are working short-staffed at my sister job. She's working short-staffed. She's been working 16-hour shifts every day. So I appreciate and applaud every essential worker out here that is working. So until next time, guys, have a blessed day.